Guardian Unlimited. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Many Questions, the current affairs programme chock full of gratuitous comedians. But here is your host, Lucy Porter. That is some violent applause. Well done. Uh, hello, I'm Richard and Judy. Welcome to Many Questions. We're here to examine the big news events of the week and tackle them with uninformed opinions dominated by prejudice and personal bile. It's question time for binge drinkers. <laughs> for the next half hour, our panel of comedians will take questions from the studio audience. The panel have absolutely no idea what they're going to be asked. In fact, they actually think this is the Jeremy Kyle show and they're terrified you're related to them. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with the Queen's visit to America. The big news here was that the Queen made a joke. It wasn't that one about the nuns in the bath, although she is a big fan of lesbian nun humour, of course. Um, it was actually a reference to one of George W's gaffes. He confused the year 1776 with 1976. So a few days later, the Queen referred to her visit in 1776. You see what she did there? She's hilarious. <laughs> so the Queen clearly fancies herself as a comic, and our panel are all comics. So I'm going to ask you, how can the Queen make herself funnier? Nick Doody. I don't know, go the sitcom route. Have some sort of huge dysfunctional family. <laughs> Try that. Which uh, sitcom uh, exactly would it be most like, do you think? Our family. One's family. <laughs> One's family, yeah. <laughs> uh, I should get involved in... <laughs> murdering... <laughs> daughter-in-law... <laughs> in a hilarious way. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just... just, just um, they were quite funny in France when they were beheaded, right? That's quite funny. I'm not a big royalist, sorry, should I explain that? <laughs> so dying would be the funniest thing that she could do? I would laugh and dance. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I've, got, I've just got no trouble with this whole... Now, we need to keep the royal family because they bring all the tourists in. And it's like you couldn't draw a crowd beheading Prince Philip in the street. <laughs> you would get people from countries that don't even have airports turning up. <laughs> yes, we do still throw spears on occasion, just... <laughs> Prince Philip is probably. Are you a big fan of Prince Philip's brand of comedy, Johnny Candon? I love it because, as a racist myself, <laughs> I, it just cracks me up. All the stuff he says about all those people with their funny colours and their funny accents. I just. Who wouldn't love that? I, I just think he's great. Sarah Kendall, do you yeah. think the Queen's hilarious? I think if she wanted to be funnier, she should start acting like the Queen does in the Naked Gun movies. <laughs> yeah, basically have Leslie Nielsen land between her legs and grab her hooters, that kind of thing. That's pretty funny. Was that not the actual queen in that movie? I'm not sure. It was such an excellent body double. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think uh, from memory, um, Leslie Nielsen slid along the table uh, and then landed in between, grabbing her breasts, and then, they, and then a photograph's taken yeah. of them, and that's, uh, that's gold. That's just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> famous queen double, wasn't it? The one who just... Is it always Jeanette Charles? Jeanette Charles, Charles yeah. yeah. And how lucky is that one to get? I want to make it in Hollywood. Unfortunately, I'm hideous. <laughs> oh, wait a second. <laughs> oh, now, Chanda, how can the Queen make herself funny? Yeah, mine's also physical. Mine would be more dry humping. <laughs> uh, just random dry humping and uh, funnier hats. Uh, <laughs> hats are too classical. 
people. Yeah. <laughs> 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 sort of a jester's hat is the ultimate yeah, funny hat, or, isn't it? Uh, bandanas or <laughs> 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 just like headbands, like tennis headbands. <laughs> or a, yeah, maybe a f- uh, what do you call the some mothers do have them character? Frank Spencer, Frank Spencer beret. Yes, nice. Yeah. Yeah. See, that'd be fantastic if they remade some mothers do have them with the Queen. Yeah, that'd make her funny. Yeah? She's it? just every every episode finished with her on some roller skates going to the back of a removal van. Uh, you know. <laughs> Being, being dry humped by a hapless Michael Crawford. Exactly. I don't know what's yeah. happening. Yeah. I give her a catchphrase. Every sentence she finishes with, you bastard. Something like that. Um, shall we take, let's take a genuine question from one of the genuine, actual, breathing, living, real members of the studio audience. Let's do that. Hello, there's a man there. I'm going to describe him for the benefit of the listener. He's wearing a lovely, trendy T-shirt. Thank you. Very nice. You've got some nice media specs as well. <laughs> so, all good. What's your name? Thanks. James. Hello, James. And where, where are you from, James? Hi, Oxford. You're from Oxford. Oh, thank you for coming all the way. Did you get the bus down? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you a student or mentally ill? That's normally what coaches him like. Both. Both. Excellent. Good to have you with us, James. So, now, uh, James, what is the question that you would like to ask the panel? Um, with the resignation of Tony Blair, who should be the next Labour leader? With the resignation of Tony... What a very good question, James. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> Slightly patronising because you're quite young. So <laughs> when they do the special question time with teenagers, it was a bit like that, going, well done, very good question. But hasn't he got lovely diction? He has, hasn't yeah. he? He's not one of these ones. Well there's one out. radical question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in fact, it, if the panel could answer this in the style of politicians on those question time things, yeah. being down with the kids. Coolio. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> no, yes, you didn't. <laughs> so, James's question how, Who do we think should be the new leader of the Labour Party? I think it should be, for me, I think it should be something fairy with big eyes, like a panda or something. <laughs> or a lemur. David Osama Blunkett. Bin Laden. Osama Bin Laden. <laughs> There's a good idea. He's Nicholas. Hairy with big eyes. Who do you think should be the, uh, the new leader? Leader of the Labour Party. Somebody trustworthy. Rolf Harris. (laughs) (laughs) Orphans. (laughs) <laughs> so well, everyone, everyone, trustworthy. everyone loves orphans if you're sorry for them we trust them <laughs> some orphans so some, some little dirty faced ragamuffin orphans can we, can we dress them in like uh, 19th century kind of clothing because orphans nowadays you know, maybe not quite as sort of theatrical as orphans from you know like the Victorian kind of orphans, orphans. Yeah, easy. you know who say things like yes sir at the end you know, <laughs> they're the ones I mean yeah, the, ones, yeah. the ones that you can get to follow Someone for a sixpence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the Baker Street Irregulars. It's introduced in the Sherlock Holmes films. Like, it wasn't already a bit odd that this cocaine smoking, hat wearing man with his physician friend <laughs> solves crimes as an amateur. Also, I have a, lo- a lot of young children in my employ <laughs> who do my bidding on the dark, r- ripper occupied streets of London. <laughs> Sarah Kendall, anything yeah. else? Dickensian orphans? Well, I don't know. I mean, everything, everything just seems to be getting so fatuous nowadays with politics. I think they should just go for someone really dishy. They touched on that with Tony Blair. I mean, he was the first Prime Minister, I think, that I looked at and I thought I could conceivably have sex with him. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, because up until... They're all, they're all just so hideous. And he and Clinton were the first ones in a long time where we, you know, we kind of looked and thought, actually, I, I wouldn't rather cut off my own arm than have sex with them. Have had sex with Tony Blair and Bill Clinton at the same time? <laughs> um, I, I need more specifics. Right. Tony Blair's... <laughs> Tony Blair's behind and Bill Clinton's up front. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not. I'm a hand on heart. Wherever <laughs> you want the hands. <laughs> um, I don't reckon I'd do them. <laughs> Why am I? I'm not, not going to answer that. It just looks like you're going, God, oh, both at the same time. Let hard. me think. <laughs> I would. Would you? Because yeah, that'd be a story for you. You all would, wouldn't you? At the same time. Don't lie. Look at your face. You're all like, no, we are virgins. We don't know what we're doing here. Let's do a poll, a poll of the audience. Who would have sex with Tony Blair? Hands up. <laughs> That's Johnny Come Camden on. and no, Sarah Kendall. I mean, I mean, 1997. No, yeah, I yeah, mean, okay. 97. But before the Old Iraq school. War, before all the thing, before he'd done everything wrong, when he yeah. first came into politics, he was quite an attractive man. I think. I, I think in 97, I thought I might be completely alone on this one, but in 97, I thought he was a fairly good-looking man. Okay, who would have sex with Tony Blair in 97? And Tony Blair, 2007, at the same time. (laughs) 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 Who would have had sex with Bill Clinton? Anyone for Bill Clinton? Yeah, more of us, more of us. Mainly women. He'd be filthy. (laughs) (laughs) He would be, yeah, I mean... He would be properly dirty. Dirty bugger, He'd sort of trick it into sort of doing some special dance with him before you know it. It's hot. You hot? I'm hot. I'm going to take my shirt off. Boiling, yeah. Yeah. Let's take our pants off. <laughs> it's really hot. I'm going to take my pants off. You don't have to. Are we still doing the Bill Clinton thing? No. Or are you actually I'm sure. <laughs> um, so, Johnny, who would you like to see as the next uh, leader of the Labour Party? It can be someone you want to have sex with. That's enough. David Tennant. <laughs> Easily. Because he feels, fulfills both criteria. I think he's honest, time travelly, and <laughs> I would have sex with him even though I'm married. <laughs> to a lady who looks nothing like him. Who would be, if you, if you were to... I think maybe the Doctor Who thing is a good way to go. Which Doctor Who do you think would have made the best Prime Minister? Probably John Pertwee, because he's sort of authoritarian but approachable. <laughs> and he was well I've got the total horn for Doctor <laughs> Who, in case anybody doesn't know. Yeah, he's kind of... And he's also got the World's Gummage thing going on, so he could like, have his different heads for different things. He's got to do, like, meeting the American president head. <laughs> I think, yeah, good Prime Minister. But David Tennant, basically. Okay, Arnab, who would you like to see as the next one? Who cares? I'd like to see... Uh, it doesn't matter. No, these people don't do anything we want them to do, right? I mean, so I'd say, like, a cartoon character. <laughs> <laughs> like Danger Mouse. is making <laughs> speeches up on screen. I just think people, like, care more about... Uh, people who here votes for, like, X Factor or whatever. One person. This is the Guardian. Yeah, that's such a lie. This is the Guardian podcast, yeah. I know. They're all really clever. It's not the news of the world podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we live in a representative democracy where you tick a box like every three to four years. We don't live in a democracy where, like, where you know what we have to say, like the Quakers, where it's like, like consensus decision making. So basically, we have to get rid of the politicians, the mm-hmm. middlemen, and. Um, just make decisions ourselves. I wish that was funnier. <laughs> <laughs> it was when you got to the Quakers, I started panicking. I was like, where the fuck is he going? <laughs> I just don't think it matters. Like, who wants brown? Like, I mean, the guy looks like a, a St. Bernard. Or <laughs> I think he'd be good to have sex with, though. Yeah? <laughs> what would Gordon Brown say? Yeah, he'd style? cuddle you. Gordon Brown would cuddle you. He'd be all sort of great. <laughs> They're not happy <laughs> with that. Don't be all luckiest. Gordon Brown would be... Is it, is it the idea of having sex with Gordon Brown or is it just imagining just what Johnny Candon thinks of when he looks at politics? It's <laughs> Newsnight must be just splashes in your... Newsnight, <laughs> Newsnight is like porn to me. I just, you know, I, I can't get enough. No, I think Gordon Brown would be probably quite gentle in bed, but then he'd fuck it up by going, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> 
just as he came, and you'd be like, oh, I didn't really want him to be serious. <laughs> I think too clingy. That a little bit clingy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He would leave like a rose on the pillow, yeah. even though it just popped out to get some yogurt or something. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't a euphemism. I actually... <laughs> <laughs> I meant actually went out to the shops to get some... <laughs> just popped out to get some yogurt. What the hell did... <laughs> what would that mean? I'm sorry. <laughs> My boyfriend and I are constantly finding new phrases that don't set... They almost sound a bit rude. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and we're watching The Apprentice and they went, oh, he's had a tough day. He's been trying to shift chutney for hours. <laughs> <laughs> and they referred to it about three or four times. I'm having a really tough time shifting chutney. <laughs> I think probably the best answer there is David Tennant. Absolutely. I think, are we all happy with that? Yeah. Brilliant. Jade Goody. <laughs> I think that's a good idea, actually, Jade Goody. So we do need a leader. At some point, any leader we have is going to have effigies themselves burned in the Middle East, and they're ready for her. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that during the whole Big Brother thing. People rioting in India with effigies of Jade Goody. Where did you get an effigy? Of if you just take a Winnie the Pooh doll and shave it. As a <laughs> Close, but. Can you imagine this warehouse full of Jay Goody effigies <laughs> and them going, we are never going to sell this stock. <laughs> I actually think they have probably have shops that just effigies for every occasion. <laughs> I was wondering the Danish Prime Minister, you know, who I wouldn't have recognised beforehand, now would only recognise if he was on fire. <laughs> yeah. so let's have another li little question from the audience. What's your name? Eamon. Hello, oh, hello Eamon. And what do you look like? Because I can't see you. <laughs> I look like me. Yeah. <laughs> you really do, and actually. I do no, I can bit, yeah. see. You look exactly like Eamon. All right. Um, and where are you from, Eamon? Um, I live in Islington. I'm from County Wicklow in Ireland. Come on! <laughs> Two Irish people in the same room. <laughs> Let's take these motherfuckers. <laughs> the Eastern Block... I mean, Eurovision Song Contest was oh, on Saturday. Jesus for that. I thought, where's he going? Uh, why? The Eurovision Song, Song Contest oh, an Irish was on Saturday. Why? Is the there a degree of bitterness there from the no, Irish person? No, just the Eurovision win. Song Contest that Ireland's won more times than any other country in Europe. What? <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that Eurovision Song Contest, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Do you remember when we were little, Eamon, back in Ireland? <laughs> <laughs> no, the Eurovision was a huge thing. It's like we used to... Did your family do this? Like, you'd get biscuits and tea and you'd be allowed to stay up late to watch the results and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why, yeah. basically, to keep Irish people doing that so we don't invade somewhere, probably. Like <laughs> the Isle of Man stays safe. I don't know. That's, that's pretty much the only reason for it. Yeah, no, I didn't even know what it was before I came over here. It just seems like a platform for failed other performing artists. Like, do you suck at everything? Try this. <laughs> <laughs> Might win. <laughs> and they do. It was like Mad Max people won last year. Like they went. <laughs> like they raided some weird costume place. It was like, let's sing some shitty 80s song and win. And they did. It's bizarre. What do the winners do out of this? I just don't get it. What is it? I don't get it. <laughs> it is incredibly hard to explain, isn't it? Because they're <laughs> spending Eurovision to someone. Well, with all, all the European countries like Estonia and <laughs> Israel. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, yeah. Do they get a recording contract or something? No. No. <laughs> so that's getting back to Arnab's poignant question. It's almost more like a warning. <laughs> right. you know, here's a sample of what 
would happen if these people were given recording contracts. Did anyone who watched it give us a yay if you watched it? Yay! Because I was doing a gig last night. My friend said, oh, we'll come. But then, because obviously I'm a single woman in my 30s, so most of my friends are gay men and cats. That's how it works. (laughs) (laughs) Gay men and cats are attracted by the stench of gin and regret, apparently, right? So, um, (laughs) and all of my, you know, all my gay friends said, oh, no, sorry, we can't come to your show because we're watching Eurovision. And it's the gayest thing. I mean, the scooch. So there was the lyric of the scooch song was something that, would you like something to suck on while you're going down right it was part of the lyric it is I just think the next year what our entry should be is just a naked man with a raging hard on <laughs> just singing a song called do me up the arse <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Candon would you like to see that I think I'll be entering Eurovision next year <laughs> just like, the Irish will win again with do me up the arse <laughs> it's the, like the last real inequality we have in this country is that gay people for some reason aren't allowed to listen to music as good as the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> you, know, you go past G.A.Y., the historian, like, super girly ear playing. Like, Come on, this is the 21st century. Treat them equally. <laughs> <laughs> that could be Tony Blair's legacy, the civil partnership and burning every record ever made by steps. Um, uh. Let's have another question. Will it be as good as Eamon's question? What's your name, Adam? Sinead. Sinead! It's, it's the Irish Spectacular. It really is, yes. It would be great if it was another question about Eurovision. <laughs> Just going, no, going back to Eurovision, I'm still bitter. <laughs> See, the Irish can't let it go, that's it. <laughs> like so many other things, Johnny. Um, <laughs> Sinead, what's your question? Yes, sorry? my question is this. Following this week's power-sharing agreement in Northern Ireland, is it peace at last? It's another Irish-related question. <laughs> Johnny Candon, come on, you're I Irish. reckon so, yeah. I reckon they'll probably get on like a house. Did you see, the, um, what was his little, the, the shouty man, Ian Paisley, <laughs> and Martin McGuinness today, and they were just, the, the other day, they were just cracking up laughing, joking away and everything, and having, it, see, the Irish people, they just want the crack. <laughs> That's what it was. It was just like, basically, the whole thing was probably over which pub we go to, and it escalated for 30 years, but now it's all fine, and they're best friends, and they'll probably all just go out and have a sing song. I saw the picture, but do we know what they were laughing at? Did they actually say what the joke was? Ian Paisley <laughs> did a pull my finger. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Are you hopeful for peace in Northern Ireland at last, Nick? <laughs> What kind of person would say no? <laughs> no! I like my I like my cities on fire. And <laughs> yeah, obviously, I hope it works out in some way. <laughs> well, there were advantages to the travels, the lovely murals. Yeah. <laughs> did did you, you, you found them lovely? Well, tense. I always found them quite tense. <laughs> do you wonder what are they going to do? Because you, you can't just paint them over there, can you? What are they going to do with the murals now? Not safely, no. <laughs> you you want to be that decorator. I'm just, I'm just rubbing... What? Ow, my knees. <laughs> my dad's... Because my dad's Northern Irish. In fact, because well, my family are Northern Irish Catholics. To the, and my nana was a real, like, very hardcore kind of Republican, a proper IRA supporter. And she, I always felt sorry for my nana because obviously she had the, the thing she hated most in the world, which was English people in her family. She had English grandchildren, which is just all because we used to make it worse. Like when I think back, we used to go over and kind of go, "Oh, Nana, it's so lovely to be in Ulster. Can we go to London there and see the men in bowler hats?" <laughs> right. I just could never work out why she was a bit with her. And she had a, my Nana had this little dog, and it was the cutest little dog in the world, and it was called Chucky. And I was like, "Oh, that's lovely, Chucky the dog." And of course, yeah, it was basically Chucky is short for Chucky Arla, which means our day will come. Which is, uh, <laughs> you know, when you think, yeah, lovely Nanny also would like to see me dead. And that's, uh, <laughs> my, my family's the same. I've got like great uncles and people who were in, in the IRA. 
and that kind of thing. And um, I know what my family are like, mm. and they never really throw anything away. <laughs> Which is why you know when you hear, oh, we're going to put the weapons out of reach. <laughs> yeah. Right? Where? Because <laughs> yeah. you only need a ladder to get them back. <laughs> Have you ever seen any guns? <laughs> I, I've seen a gun. Was it cool? <laughs> Was it cool? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it... It's not, I don't know why. I just wanted to join in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did see a gun once. My my dad has a rifle. We had a problem with pigeons on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's a real can-do kind of guy. <laughs> Went out and shot a few. We don't have a problem with pigeons on the roof anymore. <laughs> For you people who are against guns. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say he shot a few and you've none there now, do you think word spread? That's right, Johnny. Yes. <laughs> they told each other that it's dangerous to go there. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, oh. That's, that's one pigeon telling another to stay away from I bet you don't do that noise around your dad. No, I don't. No. <laughs> I was surprised when I saw it. The gun, not the pigeon. I've seen... <laughs> we've, we've all seen pigeons, right? <laughs> I'm enjoying pigeon chat. Uh, there aren't enough topical shows that discuss pigeon shooting. That's, that's always been my feeling. With, Stop looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, exciting times for Northern Irish. Devolution always kind of makes me think... Devolution as in sort of reverse evolution. You just kind of picture all these kind of like knuckle-dragging politicians. <laughs> kind of going, <laughs> which, <laughs> and funnily enough, that is the Welsh Assembly. Hooray! Right. Anywhere else that you'd like to see? independent I'd love to secede Was it just, just me yeah. <laughs> I'm the ambassador to Nick <laughs> and then be at war with yourself yeah good I don't know what I'm talking about <laughs> should we get you another question good about being at war with yourself is the making up <laughs> <laughs> do you think I feel like that excuses my pigeon rant <laughs> are you happy Sinead good do you think it's going to be peace in Northern Ireland Oh, that's good. Um, <laughs> it's official. <laughs> it's the happiest podcast on the web, isn't it? Does anybody have a question that they would like to ask the panel? Feel free, don't be shy. What's it's your name? Patrick. Patrick. That's another Irish name, sorry. It's great. No, let's continue the theme. If anyone else has to ask a question, then you've got to make up the best, most ridiculous <laughs> Irish name that you can think of. So, not okay. that Patrick's ridiculous, obviously. But Thanks. <laughs> Patrick, what's your question, please? Is Britain the greatest nation on earth? Ooh. No. That's <laughs> <laughs> proved by the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> Sarah, since you're not British, kick us off. I don't know. It, just, it felt to me like Tony Blair um, had been dropped. I mean, it's like there was this love affair between the British public and Tony Blair. I mean, we first he just had these massive approval ratings, and now the, the love affair is just well and truly over. And he just went back to, you know, just the most hack thing he could you know but but it's still the greatest nation on earth right yeah <laughs> just trying to salvage just one scrap of positive emotion and the thing that's so great about everyone just went no we're not cut the shit <laughs> yeah, which is which is why you're very charming people there is just that kind of what are you talking about you know I, it's not like america you go hell yeah yeah <laughs> you, you guys are like what are you blind <laughs> <laughs> If you go to America, like you do shows in America, and you go on stage in like somewhere like Chicago, and you go, oh, so you know, anyway, nice to be in Chicago. What's it like? And they all go absolutely mental. They go, woo, yeah, Chicago, woo, for about a day. They just go, ah, and then and then you come back over to Britain, and you go to somewhere like like Birmingham, say, and you go, oh, so what's Birmingham like? And they all go, oh, it's a bit shit. <laughs> 
I mean, obviously, I like that because I'm British. But I don't see, Arnav, you've you've spent many years in America. Which, what do you think is the best nation on earth? No, I agree with Sarah. I, I always cringe whenever I hear, you know, because you have comedians today like Chris Rock and George Carlin who are two of my favorite comedians, but they'll go, and we'll, we were talking about before, how they preface anything, any sort of criticism that they have of America, they'll preface it by going, this is the greatest country on earth, but <laughs> our politics is evil, right, in this country? <laughs> but um, no, I always cringe. When I, when, I, when I heard that, when he said that, I was like, ooh, you're a freak. Um, not you, Patrick. Not you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty weird if we all thought Patrick was a freak. <laughs> Get out. Um, but they have, they have like national um, sur- survey thingy, like value surveys of like patriotism. It's always like the US is first, and then India is always second, and then the UK is always like 27th of like how much you love your country. I would like to know who comes lower than Britain on that. <laughs> You'd imagine there would be maybe some Eastern European nation where they're all very miserable and drunk. And they <laughs> <laughs> it's Antarctica. It's actually just a British bloke in a weather station. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> British people, generally speaking, you know, we don't really think that we're the best in the world. English people particularly, we don't get excited about being English, but there was a lovely thing. You know when they announced that we've got the 2012 Olympics? That was one of my favourite things because I was watching there was a big screen up in Trafalgar Square and they had all the people sort of watching the announcement and it was lovely because everyone started celebrating when they said the winner of the 2012 Olympics is London but what I thought was quite sweet was that everyone went absolutely mental about 10 seconds later when the cameras cut to Paris to show a load of miserable French people (laughs) 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 the only thing I know about England is we think we're better than the French that's all we know so you know actually we had a similar thing in Australia when they announced that Sydney had the 2000 Olympics I don't, if, I don't know if this was a news story over here, but they, they had this big thing where the Olympic Committee thanked all the people that put in the bids. And so they, they showed all these different countries around the world that had put in bids. And the first country they th- thanked, they went, we'd like to thank Beijing. And all the people in Beijing heard was blah, 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 blah. Beijing! And so they, they went apeshit. <laughs> and they're letting off fireworks and champagne. Like, millions of pounds worth of fireworks are going off. And no one can be heard through the screaming where they're going, no, you haven't won. You've actually lost. Yeah, and they couldn't actually... And they couldn't tell them because of the... They're going, well, we can't hear! Yeah, it, well, they would have said that in Chinese, obviously. But, uh, that, yeah. Um, generally speaking, about Tony Blair's speech, he says, um, I've got the transcript here, this, the speech, um, I was and remain as a person and as a Prime Minister an optimist. Politics may be the art of the possible, but at least in life, give the impossible a go. So, of course, the vision is painted in the colours of the rainbow and the reality is sketched in the duller tones of black, white and grey. It's like some sort of 70s song lyric or something. Yeah. Is he on the pill? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> followed by I can see the music <laughs> <laughs> shall we have another question would anyone like to do one hi my name is Piers Allardyce I just wanted to know what uh, did, came, did uh, David Cameron have to prove by spending two days with a Muslim family David Cameron spent two days with a Muslim family and uh, apparently uh, I don't know whether he slept over though he did sleep yeah over according to the paper he slept over yeah, yeah why was it, he doing this did they want him in the house did they know the I saw the headline that's all I yeah. saw this and is they very knew he was in the house. They actually... <laughs> <laughs> he snuck into this poor family's house, played hide the turd and then fucked it was like <laughs> It was like a modern version of um, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It's like he kind of went in, slept in the bed, at the stuff, and then they came back and he 
in the attic and watch them. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. No, there was a, he did stay over because it showed him in the spare room where he was allowed to sleep, um, writing his blog. <laughs> he was actually writing his blog for MySpace. You what? know, just yeah. What is he seven? Oh, he's a Benny. It's just like it's just it's kind of like oh, I'm staying with these people. They're really rad and they're like you know really cool and they're not like me and you because they eat curry, but curry's wicked. Anyway, <laughs> probably got to get to bed now. Got shitloads tomorrow. Peace. You know, that's probably yeah, what, you yeah. know. Incidentally, before when I said play hide the turd, I meant that thing where you hide a portion of shit in the person's house and then it stinks the place out. I didn't mean that to be something else. <laughs> <laughs> Did just he spend, so he basically spent his entire time with this family just writing about, I'm with this family. Well, no, he wasn't rude. He didn't sit watching them and they'd say something and write it down. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> he, he did interact with them, but I mean, um, yeah, I don't know why. Would you have David Cameron in your house? Would anybody have him on a sleepover? Yeah. I would to pick on him, like put his fingers in warm water whilst he's asleep. <laughs> and then he'd, then he'd do a wee wee in, in his sleep. And then yeah. pierce his ears. Yeah, and then we'd be like, David, you totally wet the bed. <laughs> and he'd be like, oh, mum will have to pick me up. <laughs> do you guys, did you, did you do that? Like to, as a prank, put the fingers in warm water? Makes people wee. Do I've heard of it, but does it actually work? Yeah, it does work, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been great, though, if he had stayed over it and they just happened to be the one in, in very, very few <laughs> <laughs> British Muslims who are making bombs out of fertiliser. <laughs> <laughs> David, just hold that down while I strap it up. Good man, good man. OK, now help me load it onto this backpack. And this is what you all do? Oh, yeah, shit, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> David Cameron sent to Guantanamo. How good would that be? <laughs> would anyone else like to ask us a little question? Lovely lady at the front. Uh, research has revealed that oral sex can give you throat cancer. Will that put the panel off heading down south? Heading down south is apparently, just in case the panel were confused, is giving oral sex because there are I used to our favourite euphemism when I was at, I used to go to university in Manchester and we used to have a thing because we travelled on the train quite a lot from London to Manchester and our euphemism for having sex was going all the way to Manchester and it was that thing where you'd go oh you, did you take him all the way to Manchester or did you drop him off in Stockport which was uh. giving him a blowy and then there was like, uh, like <laughs> <I'm> sorry <laughs> and then Macclesfield was like a handjob and then <laughs> the best one there was someone came up with oh no I let him go all the way to Warrington oh <laughs> Uh, this week in the news, it's been claimed that there's a link between oral sex and throat cancer. I don't think it has been linked at all. I think I think they get. <laughs> no, I don't. I think it's bollo- Yeah, I think basically they're bringing this information out because they know that smoking is going to be banned in pubs soon, and they don't want people to suddenly go on to something else. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, in case you were thinking of blowing someone in the pub while you're having a pint, don't, because it'll do the same thing as cigarettes. <laughs> Take it outside. I think it's just made up. It does Take make... it outside. Like yeah. They, like, I'll, I'll blow you outside the pub. <laughs> Thanks very much. There's so much more dignity in that. <laughs> See, I'm actually I'm quite glad that I smoke because it means that when I die, people won't be able to go, oh, she was a slag. <laughs> no, they still will. It's just... <laughs> about causing cancer. I mean, if you do it really well, you can cause a heart attack. <laughs> and is it, is it not definitely going to cause cancer, is it? Is it like, I imagine what they did was probably found that people who've never had oral sex are much less likely to have cancer, but that's because people who've never had oral sex have never done anything interesting ever. <laughs> they've never smoked or drank or, you know, ridden a dog around a library or any of the things that make life worth living. <laughs> Arnab, what's your feeling on oral sex, um, cancer... 
Everything. Well, is it like is it like smoking where there's like sort of secondary oral sex? <laughs> because <laughs> that's cause my sister gives a lot of head, but um, <laughs> and I live with her. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I uh, no, obviously I'm not. I just I wonder for women if like women are women. Now, like, there's women here, obviously. There are women here. <laughs> are you concerned about, like, would you stop giving oral sex now because of it? Should we do a, let's do a hands-up poll. How many women here are no longer going to give oral sex to gentlemen? Cool! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> well, you've made the panel very happy there tonight. Thank you for that. That's what we've got time for this week. We're going to be in exactly the same place next week, albeit a week older. So if you'd like to take part in our programme, go to our website at theguardian.co.uk and you can find out how to get hold of your free tickets and you can also send us any questions that you'd like the panel to answer. Thank you very much to our studio audience and to our panel, Sarah Kendall, Nick Doody, Arnab Chanda and Johnny Camden, to our script associate, Paul Powell, and to our producer, Frank Sterling. Thanks to you, the British people, for the times we've succeeded and our apologies to you for the times we've fallen short. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs>